Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Well, welcome again to another exciting podcast here uh, through CSRM and also Seed Sports and UW Sports Ministry as we are talking about Reach Reflections. Uh, my name is Dan Stofer. I'm joined again with Dr. Greg Linville, Bob Schindler, and Dr. Tim Conrad. And we've been talking a lot about the REACH gathering, and I think it's been fantastic. Hopefully, you've been encouraged to register. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, please go to reachgathering.org, find out more information, talk to your leadership, invite your volunteers. If you have anything to do in anywhere around the world, in sports, rec, or fitness ministry, this is for you. And so we talked about who it's for, what a typical reach looks like, and kind of how it came into being. I'd love for us to kind of, and we tease this in our last podcast, I'd love for us to talk today about what are some of the trends you see uh, in the sports ministry movement, the rec ministry movement, fitness as, as well, and how can reach in the future do a good job of of talking about these trends? So Dr. Uh, Tim Conrad, we're going to start with you. Uh, tell us kind of what you see, what concerns you, what's exciting, where we have been, and where we're going when it comes to reach. Yeah, the um, I, I do get excited about this idea, and uh, part of me uh, always wants the uh, you know me and Jack Sparrow. You know, give me that horizon. I, I want to go see that. And, uh, and so the idea is that's a part of who I am. And so me being a part of the movement for these years, uh, still excites me because I ask this question all the time of people. I say, are the churches pre COVID back to post COVID? Are they, are all the churches that you know, are they, are they back? Are they back to what they were, the vibrant uh, thing that you thought they were before COVID? And the answer comes back, uh, no. You know, they're they're still figuring out how, how to get back. And then I say this. Hey, you know, remember, remember when we couldn't uh, go to things publicly and the players had to play sports in the arenas and there was nobody in the stands? Remember that? Hey, has sports come back? Have you seen full stadiums? And the answer is, yeah, absolutely. Oh, really? That's interesting, isn't it? Sports has come back, and the church hasn't. Wow. Gee, I wonder what happened. Well, what I'm saying is, we weren't who we thought we were. That's a Danny, Dan, what is it, Dennis Green? They were who we thought they were, in the famous line. No, they weren't what we thought they were. The church has a big issue. The church has massive problems in terms of who were we and who are we. And our culture and all the divisions and everything that's happening, we have the answer. That's the problem. That's the, the point. We have the answer. 
but we don't know how to tell people and how to grow people and how to take something and change it. And, uh, so we're at a mer- very vulnerable time. And I believe that the sports ministry movement is at that same place. If the sports ministry movement is to be based on the church and the church is struggling, well, sports ministry is going to struggle. And so if we think we have the answer, which we think we do, all three of us on this call think we do, then we need to start waving the flag and doing podcasts just like this and doing all kinds of things to help the church find a way to be relevant in this culture. And I think sports obviously is a great tool and we all still believe it. And you know what? The tool still works. So there you go. There's my 60 seconds plus. (laughs) And it was well said, Tim. Um, And I, I, I think the idea that we're seeing stadiums filled and and churches are struggling. That's very interesting. And it's definitely something that churches should lean into because we do have the solution and it's the gospel of Jesus. And very practically sports rec and fitness could be a solution to help our churches uh, strengthen those, those different ministries. So love to open up the floor to the rest of you guys. What do you see on the horizon or what's our current reality? Because the last few years have been very challenging, very difficult for everyone everywhere. Uh, what trends do you see when it comes to this movement? Dan, if, if I could weigh in on how REACH is even trying to deal with this. And we have what we call our three-tier paradigm, the theological truths that inform philosophical principles that then what emerges out of that are methodological models and why we say it that way. And all of, all of our tracks, the, the presenters, they identify which of those tiers, those levels that they're going to be speaking to. And they can speak to all three or they could focus on one, but the, but the importance of this is, is that because our community, the, this movement is athletes and coaches and we're what we're active And so we just start doing, and we don't think about it a lot. And then we wonder why we're not being successful. Why isn't this really effective? And and it's often because we haven't thought about it well. We haven't gone to the Bible and and developed a good theology. And so to pick up on what Tim was saying there, that I think a lot of it has to do with how we view the church, what we call ecclesiology. What what we think about how how people come to salvation, how they come to a personal relationship with Christ, that's what we call soteriology. And then how do we get that gospel-centric message out there? That's the missiology. And it's all based upon Christology. And how do how do we do that? And so another reason people should come to the Reach Gathering is because our tracks and our input is built on that and we recognize that if if we start throwing soteriology around very often people are going to not come or they're not going to stick around very long so we we touch that theological stuff 
give the foundation, but then most of it, 60 to 70% is in that methodological, but it's built on the, the first 10 and 20% of, of, the, of the theology and philosophy. And so let me just put this in practical terms. A lot of the methodology within the sports outreach community, when Tim talks about sacred cows, we're still trying to feed those, even though they're emaciated and dying more and more. And we talked about World Cup and possibilities of World Cup. But I'll bet you that most of what the sports outreach community is going to do is try to get what we call the mega models. In other words, we're going to try to get a group, a large group of people together and have them hear the testimony of this mega athlete that's out there. But what research is starting to show is that the only people that show up to that are the people who are already Christians. Very few show up to that that aren't Christians. So is that really evangelizing? Oh, we'll, we'll put them in a, in a magazine or we'll have them write a book or we'll do a podcast. The only people that are reading and listening are Christians. That mega model is a sacred cow that used to work. It isn't working now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up with this. this why, why do the three of us, why do the four of us, why, why do our ministries, why does Reach believe that this is a strategy? Because it speaks the language that the culture is speaking not just the sport and fitness, but also if I'm going to preach at somebody, they're walking away. But people, it doesn't matter if you're talking today about gender or about finance or about politics or racism or whatever. It's all about my personal experience. It's my personal testimony. And this is what the sports outreach movement, particularly in the local church, maximizes on. A guy at the end of a basketball game shares the testimony about what Christ has done in their life. A gal in a fitness class at the end of that class talks about, this week, Jesus spoke to me. This is my testimony. And this is what's accepted today in the secular, increasingly secular culture, and even in countries where Christians are persecuted. If the people share their testimony, people listen. That's why reach is so important and why what we're doing is so important, because we have a theology that leads to a methodology that is incredibly effective. Yeah, I, I want to pee, I want to just add uh, uh, just some further thoughts on that. Um, some people have wondered what's the, really the future of sports ministry. If the future of the church is threatening and or threatening the United States. What's the future of sports ministry? And the answer that I personally believe is it depends upon how you define sports ministry. See, I think. What Tim elucid, uh, illuminated, uh, enumerated was there is a um, there is certainly a growing disinterest in the local church 
quote, quote, in the United States, maybe even a distrust for Christianity as a broad answer to the problems of life that all come from a misunderstanding. We know that the four of us on this call know that. And the church has gotten away with not having to build relationships and trust to be able to have the conversations that can tear down those misunderstandings and misconceptions. And so the, the church in the future is going to need bridges more than they've ever needed them before, at least in the last 50 years in our culture. Um, because the preconceptions that people have, a, a, a worldview is so different today that you can't just assume that they believe there's a God, that they accept the Bible as, as authority, all those things. So you've got to connect with them in another way on a repetitive basis to get close enough to build the trust. And so to me, the churches that are really serious about making disciples, I think, are going to be more interested in sports as a bridge than they've been in maybe the last 20 years. But it may not look the same as it has the last 20 years. It may not be a centralized, facility-driven, build a gym, build a, a facility, and that's going to that's gonna be the way to do it. I'm not... I'm in favor of as long as people are coming, I'd say use the facility, use that strategy, but don't don't let that be the only strategy. Come up with other ideas where you're moving out instead of asking people to come in. So I've, I've talked to a number of churches that are already thinking that way in a very, very innovative, very um, out of the box way of how can they, they actually are talking about becoming in, going, into the sports rec and fitness business outside of the church to have a, a place where they could connect that doesn't have all of the of the misconceptions then that that coming into the local church might do. So I think the the forward thinkers are already realizing some of this and they're and they're giving thought to okay how, we need a bridge and what's the best bridge that Greg said what the what's the best bridge that Tim said. What's the best bridge today? It's sports, rec and fitness. It is the best bridge. It's not the only one, but it is the best one. And that's un- interesting enough. If you really got down to the heart of all four of us, that's why we're in sports ministry. It's not because we love sports. It's because I know the I know the other two guys better than I know you, Dan, but I believe most sports ministers, their deep heart is they want to reach people. And they're in sports ministry because they think this is the great way to reach people. I know that for Tim, and I know that for for Greg, and I, from the little I've been around you, Dan, I think that's true for you as well. And so, so I think the future has some real possibilities to it if we're willing to think a little non-traditionally and let go of some of the sacred cows that we've already just sort of skirted around. You know, it's what's fascinating. You know, Tim Tim opened up with you know, the the very interesting illustration that we have filled stadiums and gymnasiums. The churches really haven't been filled back up for the most part. And then I think about just the state of our country. Just think about like the last three, four, five years, how divided we are. We can't agree on hardly anything, even in our churches. But people will come together, set aside their differences to cheer for a very specific team or to participate in a sport. And so if there is something that could unite here in our country, um, Bob, I, I think you're spot on. I, sports, rec, and fitness, 
could be the the biggest solution of, of all for our local churches. And so these are the kinds of things that that we'll be talking about at at Reach both now and and onto the future. So if you are a sports minister, if you have any sort of uh, experience or any sort of ministry in sports rec or fitness, the Reach gathering is for you. So you can talk about things like this. So you can be equipped and encouraged with some of these innovative ideas to to find out how you can reach our culture, our culture that is rapidly changing, and it can be very discouraging. And sometimes we we don't know how how in the world we're going to survive in ministry and continue to be relative and um, relevant. And I, I think there's opportunities when we gather together with other people to talk about these sorts of things. So we've got about five minutes left in this podcast here, and I just want to continue the conversation. So any other trends or any other concerning or exciting things that Reach is going to uh, be be talking about uh, both this year and on into the future? What what topics come to mind? What trends come to mind? Tim, anything else you want to add to what you were already building on earlier? Yeah, I want to I want to uh, get together a little seminar on the death of Sunday school. I would just like to be able to talk about that out like in the open and uh, and see if people realize that it's dying. And so, uh, I mean, I got people in my church that would think, what in the world are you saying? So anyways, there you go. Death of Sunday school. <laughs> and if you have an email concern for that, the email address <laughs> Tim at WSportsMinistry.org. <laughs> My pastor doesn't agree, just so you know. <laughs> he might be listening to this right now. Yeah, yeah I hope not. I'm not going to let him know. <laughs> well, I would say one other thing that Tim brought up earlier that um, I really want to highlight. God is sovereignly created an opportunity in the United States in 2026 and 2028 that is very strategic. And uh, that's the coming of the World Cup to Mexico, U.S., and Canada in 26, and the Olympics to L.A. in 2028. And I think that's the place, going back to what Greg said, where we need to be innovative and strategic in how we're going to actually take advantage of that opportunity and think differently than maybe let's just do what we've done in the past. But the, we have a unique opportunity. Um, I, I, Greg mentioned in a previous podcast, we were in, in, in Egypt in 2006 and we, I flew through Germany in that, that 2006 and that was the year Germany hosted the World Cup. And it was going on when we flew through Germany. And it was wild. It was wild. You imagine? And we flew to Egypt and everywhere we went in Egypt, they had the World Cup on. I mean, it was it didn't matter what the small, how small the store was or how big. There were TVs everywhere and they're watching. And I flew back to the United States and I got off the plane and I asked some people what happened in the World Cup. And they were like. What's the World Cup? <laughs> that was 06. Now, fast forward to 2022. There's a watch party here in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
it's growing significantly in the U.S. in terms of our attention or our awareness. And that is just going to move forward for the next four years. It's going to be a big deal. And if you add on to it, the huge immigrant and refugee population that's been brought to the U.S. in the last 20 years. Now you've got an opportunity to take advantage, not of a big event, but to use that for relational connection with a group of people that maybe you're struggling to connect with. So I, I, I just Tim's uh, brought that up, and I wish you would have. I wish you'd have been the one instead of me, but because I know that's you're good. really passionate about it. But this is something we need to be praying about. We need to be thinking about. We need to be working together on how God do you want us to to take advantage of this Pentecost Passover, where the, everybody's coming to us. What can we do to take advantage of and expand the kingdom of God there? So. It's 48 countries coming instead of 32. It's, it's exponential in terms. It's already exponential from the, the moment, but it's exponential in what, who we can engage with and material wise, how we can train and disciple. And there's a quarter of the popular, a quarter of the countries of the planet are going to come together. Yeah, and there were there were uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, there were a hundred thousand Mexicans in 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 Qatar. Yeah, a <laughs> hundred. I mean, a hundred thousand people flew. No, all, listen, this is world. what I learned uh, years and years ago in America. You don't go to the Super Bowl if, unless you got a ticket. The rest of the world, they go to wherever those events are. What they don't have a ticket, they just want to be there. Yeah, and it's just, so that's the venues around that are so important. Then the watch, yeah. you know, the the yeah. the fan yeah. sites and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, yeah, no, it, and the church, if the church somehow could get a hold of this idea and do it within the theology, the great, I think we just got to keep pounding. Yep. back to the three, and you know the theology, which brings the philosophy, which brings the methodology, and that's. The difference, because we already had church and sports here. Okay, that's done. But we need to either refine it or kill it. But the point is that it's the church has to see that we're we're their partner. (laughs) Well, guys, this has been a a, a great, great two hours. It has been spent uh, together. For those of you that are watching or listening. Uh, we've we've been together for a couple hours and breaking it up for 20 minutes so you can watch or listen to this on your commute to work or as you get on your treadmill or whatever you do. Um, but please go back to the previous uh, three or four segments if you want to know about REACH and you want to know how it started, you want to know how it's going, you want to know how to get in contact with, if you want to know how to become part of the leadership of it. Uh, we've covered a lot of things. And um, we hope that that we're continuing to model what we're preaching, and that is that that reach brings us together, and it it really catalyzes us in in um, ways that we couldn't have been without each other. And so, as we kind of are wrapping up here, Dan, we'll we'll, we'll give it back to you. But um, we we're. We're thinking we just in this segment, we were like thinking 
where are we going in, in overall, but it all comes back down to this. Reach will help you think about that. Right. Reach, reach will, will connect you with those trends, will connect you with what's happening and give you strategies to know how to do this very thing. Bob or Tim, any other last thing there? And then Dan will turn it over to you. Wow. Wow, man. I think that that means uh, we've reached our end. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've been blessed just to be able to listen to you all and your passion uh, to, to know some more of the history, which is very exciting. But also to, to know that anytime you come together and you partner on anything yeah. like UW Sports and Seed Sports and CSRM have, um, that's that's a difficult thing. But we know we're better for it. And reach is better because of it. And so we're, we're excited. You heard about some of the, uh, the potential trends we'll be talking about, uh, how to, how to uh, really develop a good sound theology and philosophy and methodology in order to kind of navigate through some of these different trends that are, that are happening in our culture. You heard uh, before my internet went down, you heard uh, about, you know, leveraging the, the World Cup. And there's opportunities there. And so we just, again, want to encourage you, please register for the REACH Gathering in 2023. Go to reachgathering.org. You'll see different links there. There's an opportunity for you to get a group rate as well. Register for that. It's coming up here really soon. Invite people. If you're in sports and rec and, and fitness ministry, invite people on your team. Invite your senior pastor. Invite your elders if your church has those invite people to come and see what this could do for your local church. And on behalf of CSRM and UW Sports Ministry and Seed Sports Ministry, as we sponsored together for this, thank you for joining us in this really exciting series called The Reach Gathering Reflections. And we sure hope to see you this March. Take care. The CSRM Podcast is a production of CSRM and their production house, Overwhelming Victory. Dr. Rick Linville is the executive producer, and Scott Stedman is the associate producer and editor. To learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about Overwhelming Victory, visit overwhelmingvictory.org. The CSRM Podcast is the flagship member of the podcast network, Overwhelming Victory Radio. For more information on Overwhelming Victory Radio or to listen to our partner podcasts, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash OV Radio. For CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day. <laughs>